Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. So today's going to be... Oh, go ahead. Today is going to be an interesting day. I'll tell you guys why. Uh, First of all, people on Facebook are still trying to figure out why we're not putting a message every day. I thought we were putting a message. Mr. Producer, let's drop something on Facebook, too, so they know to go over to Rumble. So today we're going to talk about double standards for political violence. There's a reason why I bring up the things that I bring up. There's a reason why I bring up the thing about the gallows. There's a reason why I bring up the fact that we should have gallows that go from New York all the way to San Francisco. I got the radical left paying attention, and maybe they'll learn something from this. And I have people that should be in the fight, in the fight, that are, that are having conversations about where we are as a country. So today we're going to talk about the, the double standard for political violence. I didn't call for violence. I called for accountability. There's a difference. See, I didn't do some of the things or say some of the things that the radical left has constantly, constantly said, not over the last two years, three years, five years, but for, for decades. And they act with impunity, and the big tech and the, and the media companies that are out there give them a free pass. Matter of fact, they are the people that are creating this political rhetoric that is killing people. So we've got a bunch of stuff to go through today that I think should be interesting, but some of it is just going to get to who the radical left are. So who we are as people versus who they are. And I think that you will find that there is a vast difference between what we do as Americans and what the radical leftist terrorists of our country do. So I think we have a video to start with, don't we, Mr. Producer? All right, so let's go ahead and play that. Let's play that video. It's about two minutes long. And this is just a kind of a wrap-up that went last year on the political violence of the radical left. You want the compilation? Yeah. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. Well, you would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? That's it right there, pull it up. I have thought 
an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. So there you go. Yeah. So I call for, by the way, Mr. Producer, the gain is way up again on me. I don't know what's happening. But when I call for the, the traders to go to the gallows, they're traders. Max, what is the, what is the uh, consequence for treason? Well, it's either prison or death. I don't believe that anyone has been put to death for treason in the last hundred years. I think you got to go back beyond hundred years. There have been some people put to death for espionage, um, but you have to go back a while. I can look that up. I think it was over a hundred years, but it's either prison or, or death. So, so here we are. We, we, have a, we have a country filled with people who are traitors that are, that are communists, that are literally using this bully pulpit to cancel people, to attack people, to dox people. The mainstream media is doxing people every single day, doing everything they can to try and hurt people in their community, to try and create enough unrest over here to get people to attack them. And then they sit back and say, there's nothing to see here. And we're supposed to sit back and do nothing. We're supposed to sit back and do nothing while people in positions of power and authority in our government are doing everything they can to crush and destroy the spirit of America. So I talk about the gallows. I half, I half joke about it, but the other half isn't joking. I'm not joking. I think that if, if you betray the American people, I think that if you steal the voice of the American people like they did in November 2020, like they did or attempted to do, they did in other areas in 2018, 2016, 2014, 2012, Nearly every election across the entire United States has been subject to some type of fraud. And you would say, prove it. Okay, well, I have proved it. Everyone's proved it. But the ev evidence is so disparate and spread out that the mainstream media and the big tech does everything they can to suppress your First Amendment because they don't want you to show the proof. Hence the fact you have people like Amazon and Netflix that are standing up and not even letting, letting that information get in the, in the form of movies or documentaries. It is a sad day. It is a sad day. It's not just a, it's not just a, a somber day. It's a sad day. I mean, it's a, it's a somber day, but it's an extremely sad day when we can't stand up and talk about truth and accountability. So I'm going to talk about it, 
And Mr. Producer, I know we have a bunch more clips to play, do we not? I, di I didn't get the list of those clips, so I'm not, I don't have the benefit of being able to look at those. I'm going to send it in like two seconds to you guys. I'm All finishing right. adding stuff. But Max, we have talked about children being killed in the street by Antifa. We have talked about the burning and looting that occurred. We have people that have lost their life to them lighting fires to buildings. Only for a couple days later do you find children, men, women, that were burned alive in these fires. It, yeah. This is the reality of the radical left. So we're going to show it to you. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because some of the things you're going to see should make you sick. It should. And as we go through this, we're going we're gonna to identify and talk about a lot of different crimes. Uh, I've been trying to hammer this home for over a year. Um, treason itself is a very hard crime to prove. I want to ex explain an example. In 1807, former Vice President Aaron Burr actually tried to overthrow the United States government. He was meeting in New Orleans and actually gathering people who were, if they were able to carry out their plan, would have overthrown the government. Two of them, Bowman and Swarthout, were charged with treason for conspiracy to overthrow the United States government. And the Supreme Court, led by Chief Justice Marshall, threw out the treason charges because they said conspiracy to commit treason, to overthrow the government, is not the same as levying war against the United States. Um, so in that in that case, I mean, we can use that case. We can use other cases to kind of guide us in deciding whether or not certain crimes against the country constitute treason. In that case, where you have three people literally conspiring to overthrow the government, the Supreme Court tossed out those cases because they hadn't actually levied war against the United States yet. There were other crimes that they could get them with, but it wasn't treasonous yet until they actually took up arms against the United States or gave aid and comfort and adhered to our enemies. There's a color, color revolution in front of us right now. That is, that is what this was in the 2020 election. They stole the election. I'm going to say it again. That, that by itself could find the people that did it guilty of treason, of overthrowing the government with people who were not lawfully elected into positions of power and authority in the United States government. I mean, frankly, I think you could cut the, the U.S. government in half and you wouldn't even feel it. 60, 70 percent of the government today, the federal government, they don't even go to work. They're not even working right now. They're collecting a paycheck to stay at home. Massive amounts of paperwork that need to be filed for SEC stuff. We've been working on this for over a year. Now, can't get any of that stuff done. You talk to PE firms and other firms that are trying to get registrations done, can't get that done either because these federal employees aren't working. And we don't need them. We barely need the EPA. We certainly don't need the Department of Labor. We don't need the Department of Education. The only thing you need them for is if you really want to screw up an entire country, yeah, put, put the Department of Education out there. Because all they've been able to do over the last three, three decades is erode the, the average intelligence of our young people. It's at its worst place today with an average reading level of sixth grade. I think it's just at sixth grade across the nation. Sixth grade. What kind of superpower are we going to be with a sixth grade reading level? 
This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. And a Not a strong one, that's for sure. Well, and one that's also figured off of Google. <laughs> you, could, you could literally yeah. take every test in the world off Google. Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, everything's on the internet now. As we go through these different things, you're talking about things, All everything you're saying is true. Um, rather than treason, I would probably describe that as a seditious conspiracy. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, that's 18 USC section 2384. And that's if two or more persons in any state or territory in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States or to levy war against them or to oppose by force the authority thereof or by force prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof, they shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. Um, so if it doesn't rise to treason, this is probably the statute that would fit because th this kind of fleshes out. If you're engaged in a seditious conspiracy, you are certainly treasonous. But again, treason is a, a hard crime to prove. Seditious conspiracy, that is, I, if I was to describe who was in a seditious conspiracy, I would say James Coney, Comey, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, when they met in, um, in those rooms and they were talking about launching the Trump Russia witch hunt, that was quite literally a seditious conspiracy intent on toppling the elected president of the United States. Um, definitely a crime, 20 year prison sentence, not a capital offense though. I'm gonna take down my screen. Yeah, so we, we talk about, you know, rising to that level and does it rise to that level? It depends on who we're talking about. You have people, so there, there's the, the cowboy, Coy, um, what's, what's the guy's name? He's the cowboy. Cowboys for Trump. Coy. He was at the, he's the one that, by the way, on a horseback, went from San Francisco across all the way to New York City on a horse, teaching people about Jesus. Just, to, just riding for Jesus across the entire United States. And when he was done, he said, I'm going to ride all the way into to Israel on horseback. And so he literally went and over to Europe, and he went into England, and he rode a horse all the way through uh, to the tip of Italy, got on a boat, went across to, to uh, Israel, got on a, rented a horse, and went all the way into Jerusalem. He did that on horseback. And he was not in the capital. He was outside the capital. He was there on January 6th. And guess what they did to him, Max? What they did on? They arrested him. They arrested him, and I believe he spent nine weeks 
in solitary confinement. Not for going in the Capitol, but for being outside the Capitol, but because he's been a lightning rod for freedom, Jesus, conservative values, American values. They went ahead and locked him in solitary confinement for nine weeks. They've given him the equivalent of a parking ticket and said, hey, you got to say you're guilty of this. He says, I'm not taking any plea deal. You have nothing because I did nothing. And these people in the government, they know he did nothing, but they don't care. Those political prisoners on January 6th are being locked and treated not only unfairly, but they're being tortured and abused by this kangaroo court government you have that, frankly, is illegitimate. And these pieces of trash, correctional officers, who, frankly, they're not the blue eyed ever back, ever who are abusing these people. So we already know what the story, you know, what the story is, but we're not doing anything about it, Max. We're not doing anything about it. Somebody said in the comments, and this is an interesting comment, is that people in the, that, that, let me see if I can find it here. Some content in Australia, one podcaster was showing Australia citizens protesting the upwards of 100,000 plus protesters. He stated that it was very rare for Australians since they are a mostly compliant country. He was questioning why Americans aren't in the streets protesting. Yeah, Coy Griffin. Thank you, April. Yeah, why are we not doing that? Why are we not in the streets? Why? What, what are we waiting for? Enough. Because we don't stand together. Because we don't speak truth. We're not authentic. Well, we're I don't speak. know if it's that. I think it hasn't gotten painful enough. I mean, in, in Australia, they're literally putting people in concentration camps. I think if, if that was happening here, I think you'd see people in the streets, even if it wasn't affecting them. Right. If, if we were experiencing what they're experiencing in the UK, in different parts of uh, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, I think you'd see a lot more people getting to streets. I mean, here in Texas, you, you go shopping in Texas. You don't even know that there's a pandemic or pandemic. Barely anyone's wearing a mask, right? Parts of Florida, too. They're just going on with life as normal. You if know, they lock us down again, I think it's going to happen. Well, I don't th- you know. So if they do this, let's move the goalposts one more time. If they do this, let's move the goalposts one more time. You know, Australia has a already near socialized environment. They woke up and it was socialized. They, they complied and gave up their guns for the quote-unquote greater good. People stacked their guns, you know, 12, 15 feet high, and they burned them as a, as a show of solidarity. They won the propaganda war in Australia. You can't win that propaganda war here in the United States. You can't. But they've created such division. At least the people in Australia will stand together. People in the United States were too big of a melting pot. I feel like they're trying to push us to a place where we we go to war. I feel like they want us to go to war. They want us to kill each other. It's a hard thing to say. But it's that's probably he, true. I'm sh- it's probably true. There's people on both sides who want that, people in power who want that. It's, it's going to take more. It's, I mean, every, we, we say over and over again, we're closer to that point than we are were a month ago, closer to that point than we were a week ago, a year ago. That's certainly for sure. We're more politically divided 
if you look at just the data, they've been doing polling on this for hundreds of years. I mean, back then it wasn't true polling, but you have to go all the way back to the Civil War to find a time when America was more politically polarized and divided, where the, the, the extreme on one end was further apart from the extreme on the other end, or even where like moderate Republicans were far away from moderate Democrats. The divide, the chasm is so wide. You have to go all the way back to antebellum times to find a moment in American history where we were more divided. And we know how that turned out. So logic would dictate that if we stay on this trajectory, eventually we reach that place. But what's what's it going to be fought over, right? I mean, we, could we have fought a civil war over the eviction moratorium that Biden did? Absolutely. It was completely unconstitutional. The president claiming the authority to force people to become essentially slaves, to give of their property, of their time to people, freeloaders for free. There just weren't enough. There weren't enough landlords. If we were a country of landlords where we had 30, 40 percent of the country were landlords, there would have been a revolution. Hands down. But it's going to be hard to get people to, to leave their families, leave their houses, leave the comfort of their homes, pick up arms and go fight for their landlord. Right. I mean, it's like that's like asking people to fight for their mortgage holder. Hey, but, but, <laughs> so I, but I'm, not, I'm not about to do that. We talked this morning about me fighting technically for Walmart. And that's not what I was going to fight for. What I was fighting for is for the return of normalcy or accountability to our society. And so I'm going to I'm going to advocate for it again. You have to do something in the absence of nothing. Do something. And I came up with a conclusion that actually does everything that you think it should do, Max. Everything. It satisfies your $400 limit, so it's not a felony. <laughs> it gives you all the tools necessary to make sure that you can hold these pieces of trash accountable. And it doesn't put yourself in jeopardy. So I got you a little kit. So here's what the kit is. You ready? You're going to love this kit. Ready? Go for it. They have these uh, wire cutters that have the front deal. So you get the wire cutters that are the sharper wire cutters that have like claws, right? Yeah, for like hedges. No, wire cutters for their, their pliers. Oh, okay. I've got two. Sure. Like, okay, I'll see if I can find one. Mr. Bruce, like, you know like what I'm talking like, about? Like for like stripping wires? Like, yeah. like the wire it's stripper? Not stripping, it was stripping wires. It's the, they're like claws that come in. And you just It's for nipping wires, just cutting wires, not for. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I, I, I've seen that. I have one so you get one of those. And you just walk over to all the valve stems and you go clip, 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 clip. I did the math. That's approximately $6. And they still can't until, drive until, away. Until they hit you with labor to fix it. No, that's not labor. <laughs> no, it has to, no. $6. They, here's another part of your kit, right? A mask. And aviator sunglasses, the biggest you can get, Right? You carry around this Biden's little kit. Biden's the market on those. You carry around this kit, and then you just make sure that wherever you are, if you have this, and you go to a supermarket and you see it happening, you just walk away. <laughs> just walk away. Just do all of that and walk away. Call the police. Have somebody else call the police. So you call the police. I'm going to cut their valve stems. Hey, you're at six bucks. You're a nuisance. And that way, if they throw the book at you, the most you'll ever get is a $150 fine. So I spent the day looking up what the repercussions would be for that. Now, I'm going to tell you what I would do. I'm going to take my OTF because it's illegal in this state to have OTFs. That's out the front, you know, knife. And I'm going to stab their four tires. 
and I'm going to worry about the consequences later. Now, I make that choice. I make that choice because, frankly, I'm sick and tired of these people feeling they can erode the trust of our community. So I'm going to do something about it. I just gave you a low-cost option that allows for you to make sure they, get, they see accountability. And the next time they go to do it again, and everyone out there is saying, we're cutting valve stems. And when those people go into Nordstrom and they come out and all of their tires are flat, <laughs> it would be heaven. Mr. Producer, tell me that wouldn't be heaven to walk out to 50 cars and they can't go anywhere because all their tires are flat. And all the stolen merchandise is in the back of their car. And there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, I'd enjoy myself. I mean, think about it, guys. Think outside the box and take back your community. And then if they attack you, then you just beat the hell out of them. See? I get to get what I want. I didn't start the fight. I held them accountable. And they got froggy first. See, it's not about being violent. It's about consequences. But the left, all they know is violence. So let's go to uh, 1A cut. This is Yvette Falarka. Yeah, so um, let, me, let me set this up. Yvette Falarka, she ran, and I don't even know if she still does. She ran an organization in California called By Any Means Necessary, BAM. And this was a few years ago. I want to say 2015, 2014 or 2015. It was right as Trump was starting. And she attacked a, a conservative in the street. And she was charged with the crime, and she actually argued in court that it shouldn't be considered a crime because she punched a Nazi, a fascist, and it shouldn't be a crime to punch a fascist. So this is one of the earliest examples we have of leftist, the, the crazy way that they think, thought about politics of last year, of, of actually accepting violence against their political opponents because of who their political opponents are. So this is a, a just for everyone who doesn't remember this example. This is a little bit of an explainer clip. Miss Brewster, let's play a one. That's right. Uh, she made a brief appearance inside the courtroom here. Outside, she and her supporters are calling this case a witch hunt. They want the prosecutors to drop the charges. A small vocal crowd rallies in support of the Berkeley school teacher. Drop the charges! The charges stemmed from this June 2016 fight at the state capitol. Yvette Falarka's group, by any means necessary, was protesting against a white nationalist group. A video shows Falarka repeatedly punching a man. The man had both hands up, walking to a line of police officers for help. Falarka and others dragged the man down and kicked him. Prosecutors charged Falarka with one count of felony assault and two misdemeanor counts of inciting and participating in a riot. Falarka did not enter a plea today. Her lawyers are still waiting for all the documents on the case. These charges are false against me. They should be dropped. She gave a short statement but did not answer any questions. Um, standing up against fascism and the rise of Nazism and fascism in this country is not a crime. We have a right to defend ourselves. Her attorney blames police officers for not stepping in earlier to keep the peace. I think anyone has the right to self-defense. And I think what's shown on that video is partial and incomplete. But some people who have seen the video say that's nonsense. I think it's crazy when you have clear you know, I think it would be a real travesty of justice if they actually dropped the charges. Falarka is scheduled to teach at her Berkeley Middle School at the end of... 
What happened on that case, Max? I'm trying to find it. I don't know if it ever went, if it ever finished. No, it did not. It did not. The charges were eventually they dropped. dropped. They dropped him. The charges were eventually dropped. Nazis. Now, here's the thing that it said on this deal is that it was a white nationalist. That gentleman that was in that deal should actually sue for being called a white nationalist if he can underneath the statute of limitations. But I'm going to tell you, he's not a white nationalist. He was just standing up for the rights of every American. That's it. There's no white nationalist. He wasn't out there because... Go ahead. She got community service. They dropped the felony charge. And yes. they gave her community service for the misdemeanors. So she That's did nice. get something. No, she got community service for punching someone. No, 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 she didn't. She didn't get community service. She got a deferred. She got a deferred sentence, so she gives back and works in the community, and they literally expunge it from her record. I read the entire thing on it. Sure, yeah. ninety hours of, of volunteer work. So punch someone, and you get you get to go. I, I don't know. Go help the fascist fascist group that says that they're anti fascist. Ninety hours for a punch. That that does kind of suck, though. <laughs> it's not. It's not what she deserves. But it does suck for someone who's so selfish as her. But the fact that the back. rhetoric is so strong with these radical leftist terrorists, it, it, it blows me away. It's so strong. And that's what happens when you have a media and you have, a, you have a tech organizations that stand together and create rhetoric and chaos and ignore the truth. The, the, their attorney literally said that this was a case of self-defense. How could you look at that and ever think that this is a case of self-defense? You want right. me to pretend to be a leftist? You want me to pretend to be a leftist and, and give you a little loony leftism? Yeah, give it to me. Give well, it to me. Give it to well, me. She, well she's, a, she's a minority. Right. And the white person is a colonizer. Oh. And therefore, he has the power in that relationship. And it's impossible for someone who is powerless in that relationship to possibly hurt the powerful. That's what the left would say. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a whole lot of no, no sense at all. <laughs> So I want to I want to show you something else here that I think is you said six or nine. B six. I don't have it on my th thing. I have up to B six. B seven. Uh, it's got in your email. So I'll the, play the, it though. Okay. This is a the messed Antifa, up. The Antifa hitting up the elderly people. Oh yeah, here we go. The, this is a store defense goes wrong. Man beaten by looters during uh, Dallas riots. Here's another um, example of the left being politically peaceful. Did we ever okay, find out on. what happened to him? No, Mr. Producer, why don't you check out? real quick what happened to him or have somebody in there check what happened to him? He was with a sword, and they basically attacked him. They left him motionless. I remember that. Um, if I remember right, that was the guy who was defending his store, I believe. It was his property, and they started breaking all kinds of stuff um, and threatening him. And I guess he pulled that out, and then they left him in a 
you know, mangled pile. Yeah. And I guess he stabbed himself with the sword. Sword went right through him. So I don't know, but that, that's, that's what the radical left does. That right there is a peaceful group of people on the radical left. I mean, it makes sense to have 20 people because why wouldn't you just have a one-on-one -on -one fight? Why not? I mean, if you really want to go at it and you show up to destroy someone's hard-earned money, what they spent their entire life building, and you just show up there with a bunch of other thugs because you're, you're, you're frustrated. I know, I know, wait, hold on. You can justify it by saying that this guy held you down. He made you not pay attention in school, made you not go on and get a further education or go to a trade school or keep a job for longer than three weeks. This guy's your problem. He's the guy that stood in the way of all you do on the radical left. Makes perfect sense. I don't even know how I missed it. How'd you miss it, Max? You colonizer. How'd you miss it? Hey, I'm part Native American. I'm not a colonizer. You're the colonizer. <laughs> yeah, somebody said they thought he died. I don't know if he did or not. We'll check on that. The fact, checks, the fact checkers said that he didn't die, but that was a fact check that was written immediately afterwards. So I don't know if he, if he, if he right. survived. We have pulled up apparently that he did die. He died. Well, well fact yeah. check's wrong. So th this is where we're at, Max. And I, look, I know guys were running through a lot of stuff today about the radical left, and you already know it. But hey, we have some leftists that are watching this. Maybe they'll learn something about themselves and how evil, truly evil they are. And you want to know why I call for the gallows? You know why I call for accountability? You know why I call you to come at me? Because I have, I have frustration that has boiled over to a place where I want you to have accountability. I want you, the next time you go to put your hand on the stove, to think, man, that stove might be hot. I want you to think the next time that you actually mess with someone and you try to hurt them and you put your hand on them and they tear your face off, to say to yourself, ah, this is the second time in a row that I've gotten my teeth kicked in. I probably should be more accountable and not be a violent piece of trash. Because if the only thing you learn by is, is if violence begets violence, then I, I don't see another way out. But this idea that the radical left terrorists that lie about everything, the liars of our society, the true pedophiles, the true rapists, the, the true racists of our country, those people can do whatever they want, and I'm supposed to be afraid that you're going to come after me because I hold you accountable? No. No. No, I have no interest. I have no interest. I think at this point, we have to do something. It, it calls for drastic measures. And it says that, that evil prevails when good men do nothing. And so I'm going to do something. Let, let's look at the uh, image B8 of the storefront. Let's, let's take a look at that. This is a storefront of a mostly peaceful leftist attack. Image B8. This is mostly peaceful. That window jumped out and did work to him. The person that owns this business, this black-owned business, right, deserved to have their window bashed in. It's okay. Let's just hurt everyone because it's the right thing to do, right? Let's just terrorize the neighborhood. Black, white, green, yellow, purple. This is where you know that they don't care who they destroy and who they hurt. 
Let's go to uh, cut two or A2. This is a Trump supporter attacked in D.C., sucker punched. Jesus Christ is coming back. Yeah. There you go. Peaceful. These radical leftists, they, they're not violent at all. This is a peaceful, they're peaceful, sucker punching him. Not squaring up to him. Not doing the, not, not having the conversation like this. One-on-one, right in front of it, I'm, I'm coming after you. I'm coming at you. No. No, they have to sucker punch him. There you go. That's the double standard for the political violence that you saw the first clip that shows that the left, the media, the mockingbird media, they push for this. The people that are on the radical left leadership, they push for this. They tell people to go out there and terrorize the community. They, they tell them to act as their goons for the organized crime that represented in our government. And then they tell you, give them 52% of your pay, first six months out of the year you work as a slave, and you're not supposed to do anything about it. I'm going to show you facts. Yeah, we, also have, we also have a supercut of Democrats admitting that violence is the answer. That even when you're protesting peacefully, that sometimes violence is necessary. Ms. Bruce, let's play that uh, supercut that I sent you. I want to be clear in how I characterize it. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not, uh, it is not generally speaking, unruly. That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. Thank goodness for the looters, man. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I don't care that much about statutes. Shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. You're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before. And then this is so terrible. And where are we and these savages and all of that? This is how this country was started. People get mad and people get sick of it. People are risking covid to explain to this country that we're fed up. Most of the major movements in American history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your present. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically and and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree. (laughs) I disagree. I'm going to miss Chris Cuomo. I'm going to miss his, I'm his not hot, gonna takes miss of, hot takes. Hot takes Not all punches are morally equal. That uh, that it's okay to punch people if you if you feel that you're morally superior to them. I'm going to miss those hot takes. Okay, so there's a cut. B12 is a masked Antifa activist harassed an elderly couple in Canada. Let's go ahead and play cut B12. 
Guys, this is an old woman with a walker. I got it. I got it. Mostly peaceful, right? These are violent. Well, I was in Canada, I believe. Violent. Yeah, still people. violent. No, they're Antifa activists. You know, the anti-fascists? They're anti-fascists. Guys, listen, what is happening in our country right now is the, it, it is the definition of fascism. When you take away the ability to have free thought, that is fascism. When you take away the ability for you to, to freely think and have debate, that's fascism. We're facing fascism in our country. And so I will, honestly, 100%, be willing to punch a fascist. You want to create a standard on one side, I will apply it on the other side equally. But that's the challenge. That, that There's the rub. I mean, we've been playing these clips forever and showing just how horrible the left is. I mean, we have pictures. We can go through the pictures real quick if we, if we go to the images of the people at Trump rallies who have been just completely bloodied. Um, Ms. Bruce, if you can play those clips, I don't have the numbers in front of me. These are people who just went out to, to support Donald Trump. This was in 2015, 2016 as he was running. Most of these pictures, we can just keep cycling through them. Most of these pictures are from California, obviously where Antifa and where the left are most uh, plentiful. Now, I mean, we, we've, we've completely like opposed this violence. I mean, everyone can oppose this. If you're going go to go to see a presidential candidate or the president of the United States, you shouldn't leave with a hole in the side of your head, right? So... If, if that's true, how, how have we reached the point where it's where turnabout is fair play, right? Because if, if we've been presenting this as this is horrible what they're doing to people, do we do we want to have we reached the point where that's the only recourse we have is, is to meet violence with violence? I think that violence begets violence. I think that we have to be realistic in the fact that we're not going to get through the true fascists of our society without punching him in the face. And look, all the other CNN and everyone else said the same thing, right? They just, they're disconnected with the reality of what happens in our society. They're completely disconnected from it. There's no understanding about where it's truly coming from. And you would say, oh, Joe, it's, it's because the cops are just beating people. Look, I was subject to cops beating me up as a kid. I was, I was at the, the gun store, and I saw two police officers walk in. I went, 5-0, 5-0. Because as a kid, that's what we'd yell when you saw a police come. is 5 5 and everyone would scatter. And he goes, well, nobody ran off, so we should be okay. <laughs> so I understand. My brother was murdered by a police officer. I get it. I want to hold them accountable. But I want, to help, I want to hold the thugs accountable, too. I want to hold drug dealers and rapists accountable, too. I want to hold the people that are in authority that are raping, and, and raping women and children. I want to hold them accountable. Can we, can we hold them accountable? Can, can we have both? 
Can we have a society that is free of racism? No, I don't think we can. Because someone is always going to justify that the reason why they're not somewhere is because they're white or they're black or they're poor or they're wealthy or any number of things. They want to dress up like a woman. That's why I can't be successful is because I'm a deviant. If you want to dress up like a woman, dress up like a woman. It still makes you a man. I just so we had someone in the comment. We, we, we had someone in the comment section says, "Yeah, eye, eye for an eye." Joe, how does your faith inform you into this position? When you look at like what Matthew thirty-eight, thirty-nine, they say, "No, don't go for an eye for an eye or tooth for tooth." If you're slapped, turn the other cheek. How, how no. does your faith inform this position? Well, see, my faith doesn't inform the position based on one scripture. My faith perform, you know, informs the decision based upon the scripture, the Bible. And look, if somebody insults me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna walk out there and say I'm gonna kick your teeth in just for insulting me. I won't do it. I'll be like, oh yeah, okay. Have a nice day. When it, when they rise to the level, I rise to the level, and most of the time I just ignore it. But when they do go to that place where they say I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna threaten violence, and they come to my home, I'm the first one to the, I'm the first one to the mat. I'll get out there in my boxers and we can just settle this like men. But if you bring a weapon any weapon, I'm going to put you down like a dog. And I believe that killing a man will change you forever. I also believe that bullying and intimidating people, those are the people that you must do something with because they're going to take that and they're going to go do it to other people. And I'm just not going to let it happen. I got time. I'm from the south side of heaven. I have time to pray for you after the battle is done. And I think that's one of the biggest fears of the radical left is they, they know I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what they say. Reputation's a thing that man can screw up and, and character's a thing that God judges you by. And what's right is rarely popular. What's popular is rarely right. And we're fighting for all the right things. Only the radical left makes it so they try to create roadblocks based on procedure. Because that's what they do. They lie because they're liars. And so it does. It, inf it informs me well that I don't want to fight with anyone. And I got, a, I got enough friends that are leftists that, frankly, I, I say leftists. They're not radical, but they're on the left. And they say to me all the time, they're like, Joe, you're a walking contradiction. I love you. And I'm like, hey, I love you too. They're like, but you talk so badly about the left. I said, no, I don't. I talk about the radical left. And I'm embarrassed by you because you don't stand up to them the same way I do. The line in the sand is between the 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 terrorists of our society and the people that are realists, that are Americans, that want to preserve the spirit, the, the soul of our community, the soul of our country. Over here, you know, they're, they, they, want to, they want to use rhetoric to create opportunity and chaos for themselves, or chaos and so they can have opportunity for themselves. It's all about money and greed and power and speech. I need to speak as if I'm, you know, I'm doing the right thing, even while I destroy people's lives. So I don't have a problem with the Bible. The Bible is not in conflict with my beliefs at all or things that I would that I'd be willing to do. Not at all. You know, vengeance is God, but consequences, man, I tell you what, consequences are a bitch, frankly. So I don't feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to feel bad about it. I mean, that's, that's kind of the Old Testament versus New Testament. I mean... It, I mean, you, you look at Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, when he's talking about love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. 
I mean, you can look through the Old Testament. You can look through different parts of the New Testament where they're talking about it. If you stand guard um, against robbers, you're doing the right thing, right? So there, there's lots of there's lots of different passages here. Um, it's just it, it's hard to. I don't know. I, I find it hard to to square that circle, but everyone's faith is their own. No, I, I don't have any problem squaring the circle. None. I'll just chisel it on a on a thing and be done. I'll make that that square circle every day, twice on Sunday. But I've also seen more than you, Max. I've seen more, I've I've seen more death and destruction than most people would want to see in a thousand lifetimes. I've seen it. I've seen kids die of the common cold. I've seen, you know. People murdered with machetes. I've seen dead bodies laying up and down the street. I've seen what they do in some parts of the Middle East where somebody gets in a car crash and they leave the burning body or the dead corpse in the car for days. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts, the, the lack of just basic humanity that exists in a lot of parts of the world. And I see what they're doing. They're bringing it here. They're bringing that same yeah. hatred and that same just despair into the United States. And most of you, most of you, I'm sorry, you just haven't traveled. You haven't seen anything. And if you have, it's been on the, what I call the yellow brick road. People often say, Joe, did you, have you been to Israel? It's like, yeah, off the yellow brick road. <laughs> I've seen stuff in, in that country, and I've been to Gaza and the West Bank, and I've been to places where I've seen just ridiculous things that will make you cry unbelievable things that people are willing to do to other people. Nobody has clean hands when it comes to foreign policy and the things we've done to different nations and sovereign people. Not this country, none. And they have lied about everything that they have done in our government. They have lied about everything, everything. I remember going overseas, coming back, and you'd hear a story in the news, and I'm like, that is not what happened at all. Because they're liars. So you know who the radical left is actually snuggled up next to. It's the liars in our government, not just the radical left either. The rhinos that are getting paid and bought off. We're, we're in, a, we're in a, a, a crazy predicament where it's now the people of our country versus the people, the oppressors. And the oppressors are the thugs that have perfected organized crime inside of our government. That's not hyperbole at all. That's truth. Look at what they're doing in our country to people, and they're letting serial rapists and pedophiles and racists and murderers just go, just get out on the street, no problem. Letting them go so they can kill six people, innocent people that showed up for a parade for Christmas just to celebrate with their community, only to have some madman piece of trash barrel down on them, and then have some other piece of trash try to get them out on bail. It should have been a no-bail environment. No bail, oh, It should. It absolutely should. I mean, it, and again, this is just where I, I guess the Christian faith stands apart from, from the Hebrew faith or from the Muslim faith. With the Muslim faith, you have kisas, you have the idea of, of retributive justice. If you look in the Old Testament, you have stories of of the Jews literally sacking villages, sacking cities in the name of, of, of God. With, with Jesus, you have him on the cross about to die, and he looks to the heavens and says, God, forgive them for what they do. They know not what they do, right? So I'm, I'm there with you. I understand. It's uh, when it comes in, I, I understand completely where you're at. It's just, 
it's harder for me. It's harder for me, but that's, fine. you know, I think the hardest thing that I ever witnessed and uh, I wasn't even supposed to be there, but the hardest thing I ever witnessed that I was not supposed to be there. And it was, it was unbelievable. And, and that was when they buried a woman up to her head and they stoned her. mortifying and you can't do anything about it right and i mean that just think about that you can't you can't get involved you want to you talk about the things that i see happen today and i try to reconcile that with the things that i've seen happen in aids camps in kenya and you know a woman being stoned to death for adultery not because she was ever caught by the way in being an adulteress but because he accused her of it and openly accused her of it. It's supposed to be based on the Quran that you have to have witnesses. There's no witnesses. It's supposed to be. But they buried this woman. Then they put this sack over her head. And then they literally stoned her to death while she cried out in anguish. And men and boys sat around in a half to three-quarter circle throwing stones at a woman buried in the ground like a dog. I mean, who would do that? Who would do that? So, so no, I don't, I don't want violence for anyone. I don't want violence for anyone. I, I, want, I want no one to die. I want no one to get in a fight. I wish we could take care of all the homeless. I wish all the drugs, we could stuff the drugs down the drug dealer's throat, make them actually overdose on fentanyl instead of killing our kids, 18, 19-year-old kids, a pair of them, brothers, 18 and 19 years old, thought they were taking an ecstasy, put it in their mouth, and an hour later, their parents came home, they were both blue and dead. That just happened, like 15 miles from me. You, you know... We just have to be re more realistic about what we're dealing with as a society, though. The erosion of just normalcy, the erosion of ethics, of, of morals, and the only way to get that back is by force. And so if, if you could pray your way out of it, I do pray, and then hope that you're going to just pray evil away. It doesn't happen. Evil has, evil has to be beaten back. History, the Bible, uh, you know, the history of the United States, any other country, it shows that. But yet we're letting well, we're a reversing difference. it. There's a difference between rendering to Caesar that which is Caesar and and not saying you're doing this, but going John Wick. Right? There is there is room for different degrees between rendering to Caesar what's his and going John Wick on everyone who's ever wronged you. Right? We, there's room in there for for something other than but, that. But again, I never said go John Wick. I didn't say that, but, but let's be I, realistic. I, I came forward with all the election fraud stuff. Turns out the guy is a skinhead. He's a druggie. I mean, all the stuff. Peaceful that, skinhead. What's that? Peaceful. Peaceful, peaceful skinhead. skinhead. Yeah, peaceful skinhead. The non-racist kind of skinhead. That's even possible. I mean, <laughs> they came to my house with guns. They attacked my wife and my children. They followed me. They came to my office. They made death threat after death threat after death threat. 
So when am I supposed to say, ah, you know what? I'm not going to go John Wick on him. You touch my family, I promise you, the last thing in the world that's going to be able to save you is the only thing in the world that's going to be able to save you is God. Because then God, John Wick is exactly what I'll be. Vengeance will be mine. And I, you know what? I will handle whatever it is I need to handle with God at the, th- that time. But how about the challenges? That, how about that? How, the, how about the challenge with all of that? The challenge with all of that is what happens when everyone has a different definition. Like we, we talked earlier today, got very heated. Your line in the sand is different than my line in the sand. What happens when everyone has different lines in the sand and they are taking it into their own hands? Okay. At that point, society devolves. At that point, we're back into John Locke's state of nature, and we don't even need a government at that point. I mean, once you get there, we barely are have a government gone. now. We're not not nowhere near that. I mean, the right, I, the idea of right. true eye for an eye retributive justice. I hope we never get there because that's apocalyptic kind of crap. Okay, so so let me ask you a question. And this is a horrible question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Some lunatic comes by and cold blood kills your son. Go ahead, Max. Tell me you're going to let the justice system, knowing we know about it, handle the rest. What do you think? I'm going to be like that guy in what, Washington or Oregon who goes and tracks him down, beats him to a pulp, and leaves him in a car for over a year, beaten with a cinder block? I wouldn't do that. No. But he wouldn't make it to court. I, 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 I don't know that. I don't know about that. No, I, I mean, I have, I have two sons. Well, that would be completely tragic. I need to be here to help raise my other son. Right. The, the, the only thing more tragic than that would be for me to for me to go. You're asking me a question. I'm just telling you I, my answer. Don't laugh at my answer. I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm, the irony of it is, is that you probably wouldn't have to because I would take care of him for you. But then that's just the way that I would operate. I mean, it, and, and people say, hey, listen, you, you have to you have to forgive this guy. And there's some heinous things that people have done to people, to children. And I, I don't have it in me. I don't. I'm just telling everyone up front. I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me knowing that the innate evil that certain people have. Do I want wish evil on anyone? Do I carry that around? No, I don't let them take my joy away. I mean, I joke about the gallows. Frankly, I pray to God that we can just get accountability. That's all I want. I want us to get to a place where the devil is defeated. And that these people that are sick in their head or following this mockingbird media can wake up to reality. I know people are being red-pilled every day, but it's not even a red pill that I want them to swallow. It's just a humanity pill. It's a real humanity pill. A pill that, that actually centers on just sensibility. And I don't see it. I don't see the sensibility. I don't see it. I don't see it when every single thing that they touch turns to crap. Every city that the Democrats touch, that the radical leftist touches, literally is in shambles right now to the point where people are afraid to walk the streets. They stay in their home. They take a car all the way to work, come back. They don't go out. They enjoy nothing about their life. And yet we can't recognize it as people. We can't recognize that these people that are on TV, that are in the mainstream media, are doing nothing but try to create a street brawl so they can stand on the side and get ratings for it. That they're doing it for money, they're doing it for power, they're doing it for just clicks, true clicks at that point. No, I, I, I can't. I can't just sit back and watch it happen. I, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. Well, I mean, that's, the, that's ultimately the real question. It's, it's where is the line in the sand? 
I mean, if you if you study Locke, if you study Mills, and you learn and you study the how mankind escapes the state of nature and creates a, a society, if we run back to to anarchy, right? I mean, that's that's the ultimate. That's complete anarchy. I mean, I don't I don't want to live in a country where we have eye for an eye retributive justice. That that terrifies the hell out of me. That I mean, in a, in a country where that is normalized, you get an offender bender and all of a sudden someone's killing you for it. I'm not saying that's what you're talking about. But if we've reached that point where it becomes acceptable to have true retributive justice and the justice system is tr a true failure and you cannot get justice through the actual institutions that we in our forefathers have created, we are in a much, much darker place. Like we talked earlier on the earlier podcast, it got very heated, but you were talking about wanting to stop the shoplifters of soap and saying it isn't just about the soap. It's about much more than that. It's about making sure you stop it. And you can correct me if I'm putting words in your mouth. It's about stopping it from descending into even worse, right? My position is if we are in a, if we adopt that strategy, then we're already gone. I mean, th that's what scares the hell out of me. If, if we're actually fighting over soap, then, and, and we're truly saying that the cops can't fix it, the sheriff can't fix it, fix it, the store can't fix it, the justice system can't fix it. If that is where we're at, where we actually have to come to blows or fisticuffs or actually have to have citizens get involved to protect and stop these things, then we are much further gone than any of us possibly could have imagined. But because we are, that we is, are further gone. We and are. if we're there, and if the majority of the American people believe that we are that far gone, then the government lacks the consent of the governed and it must be abolished. I mean, that's where we're at. And if, if that is where we're at, things are going to get very, very scary. I I don't know if that's where we're at because, I mean, we talk about taking the fight to the government. The only people marching in the streets are those crazies from the Patriot Front, right? So, I mean, it's, it's kind of full circle what we were talking about earlier. What is the point at which life becomes so uncomfortable for people that they're willing to put away their modern comforts and actually take up arms to fight for their, their, their lives, their kids' futures? Are we there yet? Obviously not. Otherwise, people would be in the streets. So... It, it, it's it's kind of cyclical. It's kind of circular. If we're at a point where we're going to take even just little petty crimes into our own hands to stop it, that what what I'm more afraid of is that this experiment with self government, this this attempt to es escape the state of anarchy that political philosophers like Mills and Locke were so terrified of. If if that's where we're at, then we are much further gone. And and this isn't even about talk. We don't even have to talk about this anymore. We should all be stocking up on water, food, and precious metals. That's not going to save you either. Precious, precious metals not going to save you either. Sustainable. Oh, I'm talking about brass and lead. Gonna, yeah, brass and lead. Those are my precious metals. Look, I, I I think that we, again, you never want to get to a place where you've lost all hope. And I think that. The, the reason why I've taken a firm line in the sand is because we have to find that God courage. We have to find that God courage when we deal with the pandemic. We have to find that God courage when you deal with the election fraud, when you deal with your local leaders. You know, I, I had the opportunity to spend 45 minutes um, talking to Patrick Morrissey, who's the attorney general of West Virginia. Before I actually got on the podcast, I, I spent 45 minutes talking to him. And I walk through, he's a very sensible man. He's been four times, um, they've gone after uh, uh, his bar license. He has four bar complaints, all for standing up for the right things. And he's the AG. And the first time he stood up against the, the uh, unconstitutionality of the abortion laws in West Virginia. And so they went to take away his bar license 
so he could practice law because he was standing up for the right for life. See, the radical left, they literally attack you because they are the fascists. They want to have one mind, one thought, one way of thinking. And they have, they have, <laughs> they have created a bully pulpit. They have literally tried to bully, intimidate, torture, torment the American people into believing what they believe. But they've been doing this for decades, Max. This anti-fascist movement that was happening in, in early 2000 and the early 2000s in Europe. It was the big thing that caused all the chaos, that caused the things to happen in London and, and the UK specifically, that has turned that place into an absolute toilet. And I was there last February, so I can attest it is a toilet. They've done that. And we've let them bring it here. This color revolution of destroy America while we take shots at other people and we watch them in their corrupt behavior across our entire nation. So we've got to find our God courage. We've got to find the ability that we can stand up. And we need to make sure we do it in a way that doesn't put us in a worse spot. Hey, look, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what worse spot means. Anytime the evil is winning in our community, which it's not now, we're, we're, we're making progress in a lot of ways. But they're making us make this these slow progress with the flip of a coin that you're going to get a judge that isn't a corrupt piece of trash. And there are more bad judges than there are good ones. I believe that. And the more that we run across of these radical people inside of our institutions, the worse it gets. I heard that the, the average uh, enrollment for kids in college today is down nearly 25%. Because they're like, why bother? Why go to some place and just get indoctrinated? 25%. Less people are going to, going to school. Ivy League schools right now are hemorrhaging cash because they can't get enough students that even want to go to those schools. We've, er we've eroded our society to the point where if we don't pay attention, there is no saving it. So I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to save as much as I possibly can. I'm going to stand up for what's right. The election integrity issue is something that I'm going to stand up for because I know it's right. I know they stole the elections. I know. I don't think. I know. And they've been stealing these elections for decades. But there's lots of other issues we have to deal with, and it basically comes down to the ability to say no and get in the gap, get in the fight, even though you're tired. I know you're tired. I'm tired. <sighs> there you go. The double standard for the political mm -hmm. violence of the radical left. Well, we are out of time. Is there anything else you want to get to before we wrap up? No. No. All right. Well, well that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the Conservative Daily Podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio edition. Also, make sure you check out the store, store.conservative-daily.com. Wearing this In Dire Distress t-shirt today. It is a upside-down American flag. Pretty fitting for what we're talking about. Well, it looks like we lost Max. He's fallen off. So I will finish it. If you like what you see, watch us on Conservative Daily Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, Tune in, Podbean, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Um, although Apple Podcast has apparently been shadow banning us very massively the last uh, week. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, did you see the, the things that we were putting in the chat? No. They, uh, yeah, so uh, we weren't showing up at all when people were searching us, and we were searching it. And 
because we dropped a little bit, and it looks like they were massively shadow banning us. Have we put something out to Apple Podcasts? Maxed to make it, sure? yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but check us out on on all those uh, all those platforms. They are in the description. Uh, if you want to get a reminder before the show, text the word freedom F R E E D O M to eight nine five one seven so you can get our text alerts. Sign up for our email alerts as well uh, in the description of the show. Um, and uh, we're gonna have a lot of really cool things coming down the pipe. Uh, but I'm producer Greg, and I'm Joe Oltman, and I'm here to tell you that I have no issue with knocking someone's teeth in and praying for them afterwards. And I'm sorry if you hate me for it, but at least I'm honest. But I hope we don't have to get there, but I don't see that that the radical left is going to, they're going to start doubling down even more and more. And we just have to make sure that we operate in truth. So we give them an opportunity to come to the dance, but when they don't, something. sometimes you just have to step in the gap and fight. So God bless you. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Joe Altman, Conservative Daily Podcast. Until then.